Greetings to all my cool cats and cool kittens. They try to copy our style, so they stay frostbitten. You are now tuned into the sounds of CFRE 91.9 FM and on the World Wide Web at CFREradio.com. It is your man, DM Cool, and welcome to The Cool. What we doing? You can catch me on your TV, even on the radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. You are now tuned to the sounds of CFRE 91.9 FM and on the World Wide Web at CFREradio.com. It is your man, DM Cool, and welcome to Cool Radio. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! Ask better call somebody indeed. Tell a friend to tell a friend that we are on the air right now. Um, just so just so you guys know, it's going to be a live episode tonight because we have a guest who was formerly with us earlier in the year who is returning. We will be uh, premiering him at the eight fifteen minute mark. He goes by the name of Mister Ko. Uh, sorry, Mr. KOA. He is the mastermind behind the King of Arts clothing line, and we'll be talking more about that and amongst a bevy of other things on today's docket. But before we get to all that, you guys already know that I have some weekly grievances to get out. You know, I got some stuff to let off my chest, so to speak. So on that note, I think it's time to let that is breathe. Let this bitch breathe. Yes, yes, yes. There's a whole bunch of things that I want to talk about. I mean, first and foremost, we have a new government in power, the Liberal Party. Uh, so congrats to that. No more no more uh, conservative party. No more throwing away unnecessary tax, tax money at the rich fat cats. So uh, kudos to uh, Trudeau on that, you know, for securing the office. Also on deck, uh, the Jays are continuing their historic playoff run. So good for them. They're down 3-2 in the series. Let's see if they can uh, make it a comeback again. And even though I'm not a huge baseball fan, I don't like being put on the edge of my seat so much. Like, why can't I just feel comfortable knowing that we're in the lead of a series? So, Blue Jays, if you guys make it to the World Series, please give me that comfort and pay off on that comfort as well. But other than that, you guys are doing a good job. Keep up the good work. And I love how the city is all uh, unified over this. So, again, kudos to the Jays on that. But the main thing that I want to get at today, or tonight rather, is the brand new Star Wars trailer that just basically awakened all of our minds. So, you know, as you all know, the new Star Wars movie, Episode 7, The Force Awakens, will be coming out this December. Uh, the trailer for it premiered, or the second trailer, rather, premiered for it this past week. And it gave us a, a bit more insight as to what to expect from this film. And what we can expect is that we have two unlikely lead characters in this film. One of the lead characters is a female, and the other is a minority male. A black male, to be exact. Now, I myself was happy as hell, obviously, because, you know, me being of the uh, darker persuasion, if you know what I mean, uh, was glad to see, you know, a young brother as the lead character in such an iconic film series. However, most people didn't share that same sentiment. There are some people on the internet who were outraged. They felt belittled. They felt frightened. Threatened even. And I'm asking myself why. You know, we're in 2015 and you would think that we had come so far that we can actually allow people to play different roles of different characters despite their color. 
we can marry, you know, whoever we want to, whether it be uh, gay, straight, or anything like that. But no, we still have much work to do. And the fact that there are people out there who are trying to discredit this person as not being viable or not being credible enough as a lead role in the Star Wars film is beyond me. Because first and foremost, we don't know anything about this young actor. We don't know what type of role he will be playing other than that of the protagonist, it seems as though. So how about we just actually watch the film and then judge it based on his performance and not on the color of his skin? And it's kind of funny, the fact that they're judging this guy, yet the most iconic character in the entire series was played by a black man in terms of the voice. You know, James Earl Jones, a.k.a. This is CNN. That guy, yeah. He played Darth Vader for the first three films of this franchise. But no, we want to basically verbally lynch this guy that we haven't even seen perform on camera yet, all because of the color of his skin. So what? We can have, let's say, I don't know, have him play the role of Chewbacca or an Ewok or one of the space troopers or stormtroopers rather. But no, dare he show his face as the main protagonist of this film and everyone wants to lose their minds. Guys, it's 2015. Relax. At the end of the day, it's not like we're asking this black man to play the life and time story of Tom Hanks. No, he's playing a fictional character. In other words, a character that does not exist. He's not reprising the role of Luke Skywalker or Han Solo. He is playing a brand new character from what we can basically pick out based on the trailer and what have you because it's obviously a new generation other than Han Solo and Chewbacca kind of returning as we saw in the trailer but nonetheless people need to calm their testicles about this like it's not that big of a deal a black guy is playing a role so what we already we've we've seen black people play plenty of prolific roles within films and not even a lead, lead role but we've seen them play side roles in you know comic book comic book adaptation films and people still lose their minds i still don't understand why people were losing their minds when um Idris elbow played that role that he had in thor so that and again that's just one of my other grievances i can leave that for another day but overall people need to calm down they need to watch the movie and judge him as an actor and how he portrays the role of said character that's just my two cents on the matter but enough about that what do you guys think about that hit me up on twitter at dm underscore cool and let me know what you think about that Coming up after the commercial break, we got my man, Mr. K.O.A., and we'll be talking about a bevy of things. We'll be talking about fashion. We'll be talking about hip-hop. We'll be talking about basketball, all that stuff in between. But before we do that, we got to play some more Canadian content as we like to do. And we're going to take this one to Brampton, all right? B-Town in the house. Uh, this one comes from my man, Tory Lanes, and this one is called Blow. So keep it locked. We'll be right back after these messages. This is Cool Radio. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. You're now tuning to the sounds of CFRE 91.9 FM and on the World Wide Web at CFREradio.com. It is your man, DM Cool, and you're now tuned into Cool Radio. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gents. Now, as promised, I do have my guest for the evening. He was here earlier this year in March, I believe, and he made it known that he's going to be one of Toronto's, not even just Toronto's, but one of the world's you know, most iconic fashion designers, and I think he's well on his way to doing that. He has his own clothing line called King of Arts Clothing, and he inspires everyone to be the king and queen of their art form indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, I am talking about my brother, Mr. KOA. KOA, welcome back to the show. Thank you, thank you. Appreciate having me back, man. Most definitely. How are you feeling? How are you feeling? I'm always good, bro. Of course you I'm are, man. Good. Of course. That's all, that's all I want to hear, <laughs> man. Now, it's, it's, it's been a minute since you've been here, man. Like, almost an entire year. But we definitely have to get you back on the show, man. So yeah. we got to know, like, what have you been up to since your last appearance here? Um, I graduated. 
There you go. There you go. Yeah. Get that diploma. Uh, so I got or that degree, rather. A degree. Yeah. yeah. So I'm done school. Yeah. Um, on the workforce, life hit me. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Taxes, bills. We um, all know that. But you know, I mean. Everyone needs a hobby. So, you know, right now, the clothing line is definitely a hobby slash business. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to get a full-time job, mm-hmm. which is just surrealistic to pay yeah, your yeah, bills yeah. so that you can of get course. OSAP off your, you know? <laughs> off your arse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, no, things are good, man. Um, mm-hmm. Now that I'm back in Toronto, mm-hmm. um, as you know, I was designing and doing all that stuff when I was in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. So, like, a lot of my um, designs and stuff was bouncing back. I'd mm-hmm. have shows here, I have to bounce back, but now I'm home, so... Mm-hmm. I can go. I can go places. I can have these events. I can host certain things. I can meet people. Mm-hmm. Being home's been great, man. So. Absolutely, man. Yeah. The Toronto welcomes you back home. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. I know. Um, I know the six one three would treat you nice, but you know, ain't nothing better than uh, hometown hospitality, right? <laughs> nope. <laughs> oh man! Shout out to the Cap City, man. Shout out to the Cap City. Um, so I gotta ask you, man. Um, as far as you know, uh, making clothing and what have you, uh, you always want to make sure that you you make like a fresh batch of like designs and what have you. So. I got to ask you, like, what would be the most difficult challenge as far as making, like, a whole new catalog of clothing? Um, the most difficult challenge I, I'm facing right now mm-hmm. um, is, is finding a, a set manufacturer. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, when I'm designing, I have multiple different uh, manufacturers I work with. Mm-hmm. I think moving forward in 2016, I want to find a solid manufacturer mm-hmm. in one place mm-hmm. to do all my, th- all my stuff. Yeah. Um, right now, since it's still small, mm-hmm. um, it's doing pretty well, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm, I'm able to have different manufacturers to get my timeline still working. Yeah. But if I want it to, to get to the level I want to get to, which I believe it will get to, yep, yep. Um, I need to have a solid partner, yep. which I have now, mm-hmm. um, which is something new. Yep. I re- recently took on a partner, okay. a girl, to help my women's fashion line. All right. Uh, so that'll be interesting. Definitely. Um, as you know, girls shop way more than guys do. Of, of course. Right? Of so, course. Got to tailor to the females. Yeah, um, yeah. So my partner is female. Okay. Help with the women's line. Get a solid manufacturer and do for the stars, bro. So you want to give her a shout out real quick? If it, is it all official yet? Uh, it's Candace Francis. Okay, okay. Candace Francis. Uh, it's, official. it's official enough. We have a contract. Just about to sign. I got to sign, actually. And that's, mm-hmm. that's about it, man. All right. That's what's up, man. Um, <clears throat> pardon me. So uh, do you ever get swept up in like what's happening within fashion as far as the like, latest trend and what have you? Like, just give you, like, an inspiration to do something kind of similar? Or do you just kind of look at it and be like, okay, that's cool. Moving on. Um, you know what? It, it, like, like anything, I, I, treat, I treat, I guess, the fashion industry the same way I treat uh, basketball. Yeah. You know, I still hoop. Mm-hmm. Um, just because you get to a certain level, you don't stop learning. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, with fashion, you got to always be watching things. You got to always be updating. Mm-hmm. I was, I'm always on the lookout. You know what I mean? Um, if you go to my Instagram right now, it's... People have noticed I've been taking more professional shots. Yeah. Um, just working on my own portfolio, working on my own photography, stuff like that. Yeah. Because, um, like, every day, I'm, I'm a self-starter, you know? So I'm not someone to sit down with for someone to do something for me. Mm-hmm. If I want photography done, I, I need to learn how to do it myself, yeah. and I'll do it myself. Yeah, of course. So um, in terms of fashion, I'm always looking at new things, always trying to find ways to make things different, make things better, mm-hmm. and be innovative. So Absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like... When it comes to fashion, it's probably one of the few avenues like within within uh, just anything in general where you can like take something and reinvent it and give it new life as well. Absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. Now, um, I got to ask you a couple things, actually, as far as like trends or what have you. I like I know it's Toronto. It's um, it's a big fashion week within Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got to ask you, what are what's one trend both on the male and female side that you just can't really stand right now 
a trend that can't stand right yeah, now? Yeah, on, on both ends of the spectrum. Um, let me think. Trend that can't stand. Yeah. I can tell you one that I can't stand. Go ahead, quick. I don't like studs. Studs? Yeah. What do you, you mean? Or like, not studs, but like, you know, you know like spikes or, and, and all that oh, stuff? Oh, yeah. oh. That, that I can't stand. Like, sometimes oh. it gets a little too much. Like, if I see someone's hat that's covered yeah. in spikes, I'm like, dude, yeah. like, what are you, a porcupine? Like, ah, I got it. What, what is it? The septum piercing. Se- oh, like, right here, I right? can't. D- Yo, <laughs> bro, I can- <laughs> We have- You don't all- like the Chicago Bulls? <laughs> uh, Yo, Chicago Bulls is my squad, bro. <laughs> Chicago Bulls is my team, uh-huh. but I don't need my chick looking like a bull. Like, <laughs> I- the septum piercings, I can't, can't do it. Oh, you never know. She might, she might be, you know, going off to Bovine University. You never know. <laughs> nah, bro, nah. But that, that, that's a, that's mm-hmm. a trend right now in terms mm-hmm. of jewelry and piercings that on both sides, women and men are getting. And yeah, uh, nah, nah. <laughs> I'll, I'll say, as far as piercings go, I don't like dimple piercings. Like, if you don't have dimples, you don't have dimples. That's, that's yeah, to try and make fake dimples. Yeah, I can't uh, stand it. Like, stop the, it. there's there's no if ands or buts to it. Stop if you don't it. have dimples, then sorry, just keep it moving. Yeah. Like, embrace whatever you do have. Just yeah. I don't like. It's just weird, man. Like, I feel like it gives it's disrespectful to the ladies <laughs> who actually have dimples yeah. and cute, beautiful looking dimples. You know I what I'm saying? You. I feel you. Like, the only thing they need to do just to agitate me that much more is to have the dimple piercings and, and call themselves dimples. You know what stop, I mean? <laughs> like, I'm too cute. That's <laughs> me. For real, man. Yeah. All right, man. Um, let's, uh, let, let's skip all the fashion talk for a minute. Let's get straight into it, man. Okay. NBA season is upon us. It's, it's coming very soon. Yes. Um, one person who signed, who just recently signed an extension, a long-awaited extension, is uh, Brampton's own Tristan Thompson. Now, yeah. as you all know, um, there was a bit of a, how can you say, a tug of war, so to speak, in yep. which he wanted $80 million, or they were pre- he was prepared to receive $80 million, but instead he declined and said, no, I want $94 million. 96. Was it 96? I thought it was 94. I think he wanted 96. Yeah. Jeez Louise. Long story short, as you already know, as all of, all of you guys already know, um, he settled for $82 million. So, KOA. What is your take on his um, escapades, so to speak? All that fuss for $2 million, bro? Thank you. Thank you. That's all you needed to say. That's all you uh, needed to say. Gosh. That is all you needed to say. Like, <laughs> honestly. But no, please, God. go on, though. Go on. This, like, this is the thing. Everyone wants to talk about certain things. Like, oh, when you're, you're not in a situation, so you, know, you don't know how things. Like, regard, like, it doesn't matter if you're in a situation or not. This is the way I look at it, okay? So, Tristan Thompson. Right, no, no disrespect to the guy. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, I, I know him personally. Um, great guy. Great guy. Great guy. Great guy. But when it comes to this situation, yes. All right, you started in Brampton as a, as a regular guy. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you got the for, you got the um, possibility to play in the NBA, which was which was great. Mm-hmm. And you're on Cleveland Cavaliers, which is a contending team for mm-hmm. the NBA championship, you can Absolutely. say, of course, with everyone healthy, great team. Mm-hmm. It you don't even average ten points. Mm-hmm. Say it. <laughs> listen, <laughs> don't hold back. Talk like, to listen, people. bro. You're asking for a max contract, mm-hmm. right? But you're not a max player. Thank you. What would make you? And let's let's just talk about. The, the, like I broke it down with my, my boy yesterday. Okay? okay, okay. This eighty-two million dollar contract he took. Yes, right? 
we break this down per day, bro. Yes. $444,000 a day mm-hmm. this guy's making. Mm-hmm. A day. You can't even spend that, bro. Stupid. You can't spend that. And you're, you're not content with that? Dog, you were just regular, like, five years ago. <laughs> you were regular. Like, now you're making 400 grand a day. Exactly. Like, take the money and chill. And shut up. And chill. Like, just see. Here, <laughs> here's the thing that, that irks me about this, okay? He's demanding all that he, or he was demanding all that money, rather, even though he was maybe a second, maybe third string player on that squad to begin with. The, the, when they offered him... 80 million initially right after the finals is done they basically said we're paying you 80 million r- roughly 16 million dollars a year that was still too high i know that was still too high <laughs> but i'm not blaming tristan on that that was what the Cavs offered yeah. right so the onus is on the Cavs. but on top of that they're paying him that much money to come off the bench like you're already dipping to the luxury tax when you're already paying kevin love 110 million lebron james god knows how much he's making uh, Kyrie Irving is still on the books for another two or three years, rather, and you are about to get eighty million. That is a gift from God, basically taking a run with it. Now, what I find interesting in this situation is the fact that Jimmy Butler was in the exact same predicament. He was offered an extension. Mm-hmm. He declined it because he wanted to prove himself. But the main difference is that he actually proved himself. Yeah, he went from thirteen points to twenty points a game. Became one of the best two-way players in the league. Was named an all-star, keyword, all-star. And on top of that, uh, was influential in getting uh, the, the Bulls to the playoffs and also into the second round against Cleveland Cavaliers, ironically enough. And was the NBA's most improved player. And he was also on the NBA all-defensive team on top of that. Yep. And in a couple of years, he may see himself leading the, the, the Chicago Bulls, depending on if Rose wants to stop his shenanigans, what have you. But that's another story for another day. All in all... This man was offered $90 million for five years. He didn't even think twice. He said, where do I sign? But Tristan Thompson, who's not even averaging double figures, who's the second, maybe third person off the bench in terms of power forwards, is talking about, I want $94 million. In what world do you think you deserve $94 million? You need to sit down uh, with all that nonsense because <laughs> it's not like no real talk like no. he's not worth that much money like i love him and everything like he's doing good things for canada i i get that but what made you think that you are worth 94 million dollars why the fuck you lying why you always lying oh my god stop fucking lying i, I don't understand the the, the 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 stupidity of of that but um that leads me to my next question, however. With the new CBA in place, the new collective bargaining agreement, mm-hmm. do you feel like there are players, as of right now, since signing their contracts this past summer, who are getting overpaid? Of course. Just name drop me a couple of them, just, just so I can prove some people at home that I'm not crazy about this. Do you know how much Reggie Jackson got? $80 million. Oh, my God. $80 million. He makes as much money Reg- as John Wall. Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson. <laughs> man, looks just like Google a, him. He looks like a burnt, used version of Russell Westbrook. Basically. Red, Reggie Jackson. Uh, not, not even him. Not even him. Brandon Knight, seventy million. Brandon Knight. He's the, he's the, way, the, Doug, the waste man of the league <laughs> is rich, loaded. <laughs> like I don't understand. And there are, there are people who I know at home, and I'm not going to mention their names or nothing because they got to put food on their plates at the end of the day. But people defending the fact that he's getting seventy million dollars. Bro, man. What? And this cancer. $70 million as well. For what? Yo. I don't like this new CBA. I don't. I don't like it because scrubs Yo. feel entitled to get this kind of money. 
But anyways, you know what? We're going to skip all that. Um, we got some games to play. You already know how the games work, man. However, there's one game that you do not know about. This is a fairly recent game that we instituted back in the summertime. It's been uh, very successful lately, so therefore, we're going to play it. All right. Are you ready for this? Play this game, bro. All right, man. This game is called Cool or Uncool, so we're going to play that track just like this. There we go. So the track I have playing in the background is a very classic hip-hop record from the 90s from a group called Diggable Planets, and it's entitled Cool Like That. So hence, we got to use this as the background of the song, or of the uh, the game, rather. Now, here's how it goes. I'm going to give you a bag of scenarios, and you're going to tell me whether they're cool or uncool. If you want, you can elaborate on a couple of them here and there, what have you. Uh, are you ready for this? I'm ready. Let's, Let's do this. All right. So first one, this is going to be an easy one. Um, Jay's playoff run thus far, cool or uncool? Jay's playoff run is really cool. Okay. Um, slightly disappointing. Uh-huh. But bittersweet because, mm-hmm. you know, it's a lot of years. Yeah. A lot of years. 22. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's, bringing the, it's bringing the country together. Uh, absolutely. We're having a bunch of, you know, temporary baseball fans right now. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> it happens. But it no, happens. listen, listen. It, it's, all, it's all love. Yeah. It's bringing the state together, but these guys need to win. Absolutely. And if you're a casual fan of baseball or whatever because of the Jays, that's fine. But don't go up to somebody and act like you know what you're talking yeah. about. Just, just, just yield. Just if, yo. Put, put your cap on, uh-huh. put your jersey on that you paid two bills for, uh-huh. and just chill, just coast. Just ride ride go, the wave right now. Just say go, Jays, go. That's all you need to do. We're not asking you to be an analyst here. Nonetheless, uh, let's keep it moving. Fetty Wap, cool or uncool? Fetty Wap. Bruh, in terms of... <laughs> in ter- off of bruh. Bruh, in, ter- in terms of getting me amped, Fetty Wap gets me amped, bro. Okay. But, uh-huh. like... Li- just it's the day and age of hip hop right now. Yeah. Like lyric lyrics are not what really matters to us. Uh-huh. As long as you have a good beat, a good sound, Fetty Wap has his own sound. Mm-hmm. I can't lie, I, f- I mess with Fetty Wap. Yeah, yeah. Shawty, cool. won't you come <laughs> my way? When, Cause I got some music. Whether you like him or not, Fetty, Fetty Wap is hot right now. He's, he's so, popping right now. So that, he's popping. Fetty Wap is cool for sure. He's cool. All right, fair enough, man. Um, I have a guilty pleasure for his music if, if I'm like under the influence. <laughs> um, let's see here. The term thirsty, cool or uncool? The term, term thirsty. Yes. Um, Speaking that, of which, <laughs> thirsty is uncool. Thirsty is uncool because it's 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 being. It's being abused. It is. It, I agree. I, I think. I think girl. I think girls. Girls are really abusing the term thirsty. I agree. Um, there's some guys that just like you, man. Yeah. There's like now they're using the term thirsty. Now guys that actually like you can't even approach them. I don't know. Like, like you can. You can give a, a lady like the most honest approach. Like, hey, what's up? I just want to say that you're looking beautiful today. But then a girl turn out and be like. Yo, why is he so thirsty for it? It's like, yo. So, wow, uh, I, I can't say you're pretty. So, what, you want to be grab you up by your arm like some like Jamaican dancehall king and be like, yo, let me take you or something? Like, no. Thir- thirsty, uncool, bro. Yeah. Thirsty, definitely uncool. I, I think, that, yeah, I think you, you pretty much hit on the, uh, the nail on the head. I think the, the abuse of, yeah, the, war, of the term is uncool. We're abusing the term. The, most definitely. Some guys just like you. Yeah, just, just accept it. Accept it. You know? Yeah. Anyways, um, because if. That wasn't the case, then you'd be mad that you're not getting attention. But that's none of my business. Sips tea. Uh, <laughs> I haven't dropped for that, by the way. Uh, uh, let's see. Ooh, first dates, cool or uncool? I love first dates. You personally. do. Okay. First dates are cool for me. Okay. Um, it depends what you're doing, though, man. You, uh, there's a there's a line. 
There's a line uh, and You can tell You can Yeah here, Here's some advice <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to I'm about to, I'm about to give I'm about to give some girls At UTM some advice Okay Oh no Oh no You don't know what type of guy he is By the first date By the first date You don't need a second date You don't need a third date To find out Your first date Will set the Set the stage If he brings you somewhere That you've been before He's a regular man your first date should be your first experience. Okay? Take run run with that. Your your first date with whatever guy you meet, your first date should be your first experience for you. Whatever that might be. So, let me ask you something because it should be a first experience. Do you think that a man would be setting the bar a bit too high in that regard? What do you mean? So, like, let's say their first your first date was somewhere where she's never been before. Mm-hmm. All right? And that, that could be anything. Yeah. Would you think that because she's been taken to somewhere she's never been before, that she is expecting going forward to go on dates where she's never been before? No, 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 no. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. This, the, the way I'm phrasing it is, mm-hmm. your the first date, the first date should be the wow date. Okay. Okay. The first date should be like you know what, every guy says they're different. Every guy says I'm different. Yeah. But the first date should be like no, you say yo, this guy's actually different. Ironically enough, I was watching that video a couple of days ago that you posted like maybe like a year ago about. Guys, you know, uh, stuff that guys say that girls don't like. Yeah, yeah. I, I was watching that a couple of days ago. <laughs> yeah. The different thing popped in my head. Yeah. So every guy says they're different, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. you should be the girl to be determined. Yo, after this first date, you're like, yo, this guy's different. Yeah. Every date doesn't have to be crazy different. Yeah. No, every date doesn't have to be crazy different. But she drop a little Easter eggs yeah. every now and again. Every 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 now and then, the guy should be doing something that doesn't only really happen in your life. Mm-hmm. That you kind of just oh. Okay. It's like, okay. Oh, okay. 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 But don't expect it every date. No. Like, okay, no. we're going to Sky Zone. We're going to Sky Zone. Okay. Okay. No. That's different. <laughs> so first dates. Ooh. I once went on a date to Palladium. I thought that was live as hell. Yo, listen. Another another thing. A first date doesn't have to be expensive. It really doesn't. Thank guys, you. Guys, Thank you. Thank yo. you. Hold on. <laughs> guys need Talk to, to the people. Guys need to stop tripping, man. Your first date doesn't doesn't have to cost, kill your pocket. You don't. You do not have to kill your pocket. And if a girl date. wants you to kill your pocket, she's not the right one for you. If a if a girl wants you to kill your pocket on your first date, tell her find another guy. That's not me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if she's your woman, you gotta do what you can. You know what I mean? Yeah. You do what you, do what you can. Yeah, and it's definitely gotta be equal both ways, man. It's like she gotta spoil you, he gotta spoil her, man. Like that's yeah. that's the way I see. It. I agree because we live. We live in a world where everyone is wanting equality. And to me, you cannot want equality when it's only beneficial towards you. Equality is equality. You got to call a spade for a spade. You can't call on them when it's advantageous in your favor. Otherwise, that's not equality. It's inequality in, the, in that regard. So you got to take the good with the bad at the end of the day. That's, that's all I'm saying. Now, it's time to get to the second game that you already know about, man. This one is a classic on this network. And... Um, I think it's time that we play this. It's called I'd Quit the Game. Every second, every minute, man, I swear that she can get it. Now, you already know how this game goes, bro. Yep. You yep. got you to choose that my one, favorite man. Game. You my gotta, favorite game. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you got to choose that one. Ironically enough, I didn't choose any women ahead of time, so I'm going to go freestyle this one, actually. So, if you had to quit the game for one of these two ladies, um, who would they be? Would you quit the game for Carrie Hilson? Or would you uh, quit the game for Sierra? Never, never mind any children as of right now. Just again, if they were single women, Carrie Hilson or why am I even thinking about this? Sierra, Sierra. Okay, okay. Sierra. Why Sierra? Why Sierra? Sierra? Listen, guys. 
any 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 true person who knows these two women. That's <laughs> a true person. True person <laughs> between Carrie Hilson and uh-huh. Sierra. That ride video will take Woo! it every time. That ride, yo, I, I fell in love. Was that the one with the? Uh, uh, actually, no, no, that's not the one I'm thinking. I'm thinking of uh, the one with uh, Polo the Don. Was that Promise or something like that? Yeah, I promise is different. No, okay, okay. the ride video when she's on the floor and she's doing splits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I fell in love with Sierra. Le- Sierra. <laughs> oh man, uh, speaking of, speaking of thirst. Oh man, that's not a bad choice. Not a bad choice. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have Mr. KOA in the building. When we come back, we will be having trip talk. You already know how that goes. So before we get to that, we're going to play this one track in particular that pertains to the Trip Talk segment, all right? We're going to play this song right here from this dude who goes by the name of Dran, which is an acronym for Dope ass, no dope Real Ass Music, I believe. And he has a single called Cha Cha. So when we get back, we're going to dive into that song amongst other things to Trip Talk. So keep it locked. This is Cool Radio. We'll be right back after these messages. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. You're now tuned to the sounds of CFRE 91.9 FM. And on the World Wide Web at CFRE Radio. And I am enjoying some gummy worms right now, in case you don't know. It is your man, DM. Cool. And welcome back to Cool Radio. Welcome back to the show, people. I still got my man, uh, fashion designer, Mr. KOA, in the building. What's up? What's up? What's up? You already know. And you guys already know what time it is. It is time for Trip Talk. Three topics, three minutes. It's probably going to be longer than three minutes per topic. Let's be honest, because these topics are very juicy. And it looks like we're about to get into the overtime edition of Cool Radio, which is always fun, right? Because it just means more talk with the realest people in the room. So with that being said, let's get to it. So uh, first thing that I want to mention, actually, uh, within Chip Talk, <clears throat> Wale was on um, The Breakfast Club over at Power 105.1 in New York. And basically, they were talking about a bevy of different things. One of the things that they were talking about was um, the season finale of Love & Hip Hop. Now, keep in mind, I do not watch that show. I do not promote it. I do not uh, entertain it because I feel like it's one of the worst things to happen to hip hop since World Star. <laughs> but nonetheless, uh, they brought up an interesting discussion that happened on their season finale. And they talked about the presence of homosexual rappers within the industry. Now, there are plenty of uh, homosexual rappers who are underground, so to speak. But never has there been one a male in particular, that has been mainstream. So the question that I have for you, Mr. KOA, is do you feel... That Young Thug's gay? No, not that. I think you kind of already know that. (laughs) That was a good one, though. But uh, do you think that there will will ever be a male homosexual mainstream rapper who will be accepted by not only the hip-hop community, but the mainstream in general? Um, I I don't... I would like there to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I have nothing against. I have nothing against gays personally. Mm-hmm. Um, what you do in your bedroom is up to you, man. Mm-hmm. Like that's not my business. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, um, people people treat gays like they're like a plague. You know what yeah. I mean, like a gay guy's not gonna talk to you if you're not attractive. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. but in terms of gays and in, in being accepted in the rap industry, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Like, I just, I don't think. I I think. I think gays gays will be as accepted in the rap industry mm-hmm. the same time women stop getting itemized, which mm-hmm. probably would never happen. Exactly, and that's to be honest with you, like the just the just the way the way the industry works and mm-hmm. the way you know people sell like sex sells. Yeah, like heterosexual sex yeah. sells. It's like you know what I mean, like, he- like hetero- se- yeah, heterosexual heterosexual sells and also hypersexual activity uh, amongst men and women within hip hop sells as right. well. So. I mean, it'd be it'd be great 
if one day you know rap accepts a gay rapper, but mm-hmm. I don't see it happening because for things to sell, it just it doesn't work that way. Like, yeah, it just doesn't work that way. Just <laughs> no, I agree. Like I think it's against the status quo of hip hop yeah. because hip hop. Um, has always been male dominated. Yeah. It's always been about machismo, uh, mach- braggadocio, mm-hmm. like how many women you, you can rail in, um, how, like how how tight your bars are. Now, and exactly. that and that doesn't mean that you know that predicates to you being a man or anything like that. That just means you have lyrical talent. You can exactly. be gay and have lyrical talent. But the way hip hop has been constructed within the mainstream, at least. It's like you have to be a man amongst men. You right. know, you have to show your alpha male dominance. You can't do that if you're a homosexual male. And that is what hip hop has been telling the masses for many, many years. So, again, like you, I would like to see that as well. I, it would be very interesting to see uh, how the people w- would respond to that. Yeah. But just based on the construct of hip hop as it currently stands right now and possibly going forward, I don't see that happening. I don't see it happening. I mean, how many times have we have we heard rappers use uh, gay slurs to disrespect their opponent? You know, whether it's in a, uh, a rap beef, if it's a battle rap, if it's a, an act of bragging or anything of the sort. You know, so yeah. I think um, hip hop would have to change those rules. What I think would be somewhat dope: the way rappers flip the word "nigger" into "nigga." If a gay rapper in the mainstream came and flipped the word faggot, for example, part of my language, <laughs> um, I think that'd be kind of cool, kind of a way of empower. I guess empowering that word kind of the same way that rappers empowered the word nigga and made it somewhat of a slang term. I think it would be somewhat, I'm not going to say revolutionary, but I think it would be somewhere like left field, but people would be like, oh, he's trying to do something right now. Let's see where this goes. Mm-hmm. What's your take on that? Um, I, I, it's a stretch. Yeah, it's it, def- it, it is a stretch. but It's, it's definitely a stretch. I just think because mm-hmm. just, just the way the world is, the world doesn't, doesn't work equally. Mm-hmm. It just... It just doesn't like mm-hmm. if if everything was equal, then mm-hmm. you know there wouldn't be the rich and the poor. There wouldn't, exactly. there wouldn't be the popular and the unpopular. Like just the way things are, like yeah. rap and the rap industry. I don't think that is the industry for equality. Mm-hmm. It just isn't. Mm-hmm. Women are there for their breasts and their ass and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and guys are there to look to look macho, and mm-hmm. guys that rap need to need to look hard, look. Like how many times when Drake came out, Drake wasn't talking all this, yeah, he was, acting hard and acting like slang, like soft, yeah. But now for him to sell, he has to act like he's hood. He has to act like you know, what I mean, that's that he's about that life in some aspects. Some sometimes, yeah, like depending on no. like what records he's put out. I mean, but come on, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, but he's 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 create he's created such a brand for himself. Yep. He can hopscotch and no one will say anything about it. Mm-hmm. Like, look, oh, look, people will still say something about no, it. No, well, who cares? Like, yeah, exactly. He doesn't <laughs> care. But I'm saying like he'll make tracks like he's like he's hard. Yeah, and then he'll make a track like he's soft. So it's like, is he? You don't even know if this guy really is whatever. If he's really just making tracks to sell. Yeah, and if that's the case, then he's a genius because that's what he's probably doing. Yeah, but he knows if he acts hard on this track or talks like you know he's hood, yeah. he'll sell. And then if he acts soft, he'll sell to the women. Like mm-hmm. he's he literally <laughs> Drake like hate. Hate the guy or love him. If you mm-hmm. hate Drake or you love him, doesn't matter. Drake is a genius. He'll act hood mm-hmm. for certain tracks to sell to all the men. Mm-hmm. He'll act soft for certain tracks to sell to all the women. Yeah. The man has fans on both sides. He's yeah. a genius. He's a genius. Exactly. Absolutely. Very well calculated. And I would also say that with his album, uh, If Reading This Is Too Late, that was probably some of the more most aggressive music we've heard from him in quite some time. Which leads us into our next topic in uh, Trip Talk, which is the Hotline Bling video. So the video debuted. Um, the song has been popping ever since late summer. I would say like probably like middle yeah. August maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh, number two on the Billboard Hot 100 right now. And if it reaches number one, it'll be his 100th number one single. Or is it w- w- number one? 
It'll, billboard top 100. I think so, yeah. It'll, it'll, uh, a Billboard record will be broken somehow mm. if that record reaches number one nonetheless. Yeah. Um, the video came out, uh, and uh, it was a very interesting video. It wasn't really what I was expecting or what a lot of other people were expecting. Uh, KOA, what's your take on the video? The, the I hot, know you're going to mention the memes. I know. The hot, <laughs> yo, the, this, is, this is what I was talking to my boy about this, actually. Okay. The Hotline Bling video is not to be taken serious, guys. Mm-hmm. It Not to be taken serious. Mm-mm. This guy... He was having fun. Drake is, not, Drake is not stupid. Like, put like okay. When Drake made the back to back diss track, right? Calculated. And then all the memes came from it. We live in the meme world. We live in the internet world where social media is so fast. Like the internet is so crazy. So he knew Drake, Drake is not dumb. He's when, not dumb at when, all. Drake, Drake is not dumb. When he made this video, he knew he's like, if I make myself a clown in this video. People will roast me. Mm-hmm. Whether you roast me or not, you're talking about me. Mm-hmm. And that's what's happening. Exactly. He's, he, he's in, the guy's in his house. Look at his memes. Probably laughing with his boys. Yeah. Like, he, you guys think, you're like, oh, look, look Drake can't dance. Oh, yeah. This guy's like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, I made this so you keep talking about me. Now, and Hotline Bling was at number two. Yeah. He did this to try and get number one. Exactly. Like, this is, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, people, he's, he's very methodical people, in his approach. People are not realizing, like, Hotline, Hotline Bling is currently sitting at number two on the Billboard 100. Mm-hmm. He wants that push to get to number one. He's like, let me clown myself in this video. Exactly. Make myself super popular. Mm-hmm. Joking or not joking, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Like, Yeah, no, he really doesn't care because at the end of the day, he knows that, like you said, we live in a meme world. We live in a meme culture. Pr- uh, pr- uh, sorry, Proof of the Pudding was in his beef with Meek Mill uh, when basically all his memes of, about Meek Mill came out and he used all his memes at the OVO concert to uh, serenade the crowd while he's doing back-to-back. And this is a good example of doing that once again, basically. It's a hot record. He The the video, as far as like the layout and what have you, was just very basic. It was just him dancing around, basically. And... First of all, he was having fun because when you have that much money or that successful, you can have as much fun as you want. And secondly, he knows that the internet is going to catch like wildfire as soon as this comes out because everyone loves to poke fun at people who are successful at times, right? Yep. Like they won't do it to Jay-Z because Jay-Z is like respected or yeah. whatever, right? But when it comes to Drake, we all like to make fun of how soft he is or how cotton or whatever the case may be. I mean, the guy was doing, you know, some some merengue, you know, in like a cotton turtleneck, right? <laughs> like he knew what he was doing. He like he was like, care. let me find the most ridiculous outfits to dance in. <laughs> it went from like a cotton turtleneck to like some like a like a hoodie and like some some tight caraway pants with some Tims on. He knows what he's doing. He's not like yeah. so I, I actually appreciate the fact that he can make fun of himself and at the same time he can have fun with himself on top of that yeah. and I don't care what anyone says that's a dope ass record of course that's a, like I've been playing that on repeat ever since I heard like I caught late on it I'll be honest I caught late on it I mm-hmm. caught late on it maybe like I want to say like first week of September that's probably when I first heard it mm. and ever since then I've been itching to, to hear that record and like I've been playing it nonstop. so I have no problem with the record I love no, it I, no the record the record is high yeah. man you can't, you can't and don't, everyone can relate to it like how everyone. many times have you spent all night <laughs> waiting for that one phone call <laughs> especially when you have the Blackberry you're waiting for that light to go off you know or it, come on like everyone can relate to it she's gonna call me she's gonna call me maybe I should text her oh my god she's calling me oh my god like, <laughs> Come on. You can relate to that. Even the most hardest thugged out, you know, you want my boss mando, boss mando, boss my jinx. Like, come on. You can relate to that. Yeah, Stop the madness. It's true. Final topic that we got to talk about, man. And um, and this actually kind of goes into the hotline bling. So before we went to commercial break, we played a record from Dram uh, called Cha Cha. Uh, when 
that came out. That came out around March. All right. Now Drake's record Hotline Blink came out mid-August, and the video was premiered this past week. Dram is alleging that uh, Drake kind of swaggerjacked him in a sense, and we have a quote from Mr. Dram himself. So in an interview earlier this week, um, basically. Or not even in an interview, actually. He just tweeted it. He thing. tweeted it, yeah. actually. Pardon me. He tweeted it, and he said, and I quote, Yeah, I feel I got jacked for my record, but I'm good. And he wrote it in a very passive-aggressive manner, yeah. of course. Um, and then afterwards, he later tweeted this. He said the following. Just performed in Toronto for the first time tonight, and it was bittersweet. And then he also goes on to say, sweet, because I'm out here sharing my music, my sound with the people. Bitter, though, because after my performance, all I'm seeing is cha-cha slash hotline comparisons in my timeline. It sounds like this gentleman was running through the six with his woes. (laughs) Sounds like it. Sounds like it. And then Drake responded in an interview. This one was in an interview, actually. Oh, did he respond? Yeah, so he responded to that. So basically... Uh, Drake, sorry. So, uh, according to HipHopDX.com, when it was released in Ju- it was released in July, actually, okay. uh, Drake referred to his song as Hotline Bling in brackets Cha Cha Remix. Okay. So he's basically alleging that it, like he, I remixed it, it remixed yeah. it, yeah. And then uh, in an interview with Fader, he says the following: You know, like in Jamaica, you'll have a rhythm, and it's like everyone has to do a song on that. Uh, imagine that in a rap, or imagine that in R and B. Imagine if we got one beat and every single person, me, this guy, this guy, all these guys, had to do a song on that one beat. So sometimes I'll pick a beat that's a bit like sunnier, I guess is the word you use, than usual, and I just try my hand at it. And that's kind of what Hotline Bling was, and I loved it. It's cool. I've been excited by that sort of creative process. So he has admitted that he was at least inspired by yeah. the record. But do you think that... Dram is within the right to say that he got jacked for his song. He, Drake didn't jack you. Like, the fact that he's acknowledging it's a Cha Cha remix. Mm-hmm. Cha Cha, the Cha Cha track is tough. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. I love it. Yeah, I, lo- I, I love. I want to hear that. Cha Cha. Like the track, the track, the track is dope. Yeah, you, you can't, you can't say the track isn't sick. Yeah, but Drake took that track, flipped it, mm-hmm. made it his, mm-hmm. and made it harder. I think you can't be mad at that. I think Dram should take this as a compliment, to be yeah. honest. Like, I know you're an up and coming artist and you're trying to get your bread, and I get that. But the fact that you, as an up and coming artist who's kind of like at the bottom right now, and you have someone as high as Drake who sees you and he says, I love the sound of your record. It's inspired me to make this kind of record. Just take it as a compliment, bro. Yeah, and at the end of the day, um, imitation is a sincerest form of flattery. We all know this. And it kind of reminds me of the line that Jay-Z said to Nas back in their beef when he said, yeah, I sampled your voice. You're using it wrong. You made it a hot line. I made it a hot song. Yeah. We all know I'm off for presidents to represent me. It was a dope line in the world is yours. But then Jay-Z took that and made one of the most iconic records in hip-hop history. And that wouldn't have been done had he not sampled his voice. So I think Dram kind of just needs to you know, eat some humble pie and be like, you know what? The most popular in today's game found me as a source of influence. I should just take it, you know, and I can just brag to people. Drake needs to settle down. Though. Yeah, <laughs> because he can, if he wants, he can brag to people that he inspired Drake to, re- to make that record. If, if he wants, if he wants if, to, if he really. But wants I'd to. rather, I would rather, you know, to choose a lesser two evils. I'd much rather choose that than to be like, oh, he took my record. I mean, it's cool, but like, yeah, I don't uh-huh. know. Dog, humble yourself. Please. Humble yourself. You need to know yourself, bro. And play the track. <laughs> know yourself from time, G. And with that being said, I think it's time to get old school real quick, man. Um, you ready to get old school, KOA? I'm always ready. Let's do it, man. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for that 
Throwback Thursday track of the day. So that being said, let's hit that drop one time and get old school on these bitches. Now, you guys already know, hit me up on Twitter at DM underscore cool and let me know what you guys want to hear on Throwback Thursday for track of the day. Now, this one right here, this one, I'm going to call this one a late throwback. This one came out in 2009. Uh, this record right here came out during my college days and everyone was singing this record when it came out, man. And it features our Canadian boy Drake, all right? But he is not the head of this record. It goes by one uh, Virginia native by the name of Timberland. He came out with this record in 2009, and it was a smash shit. Everyone was jamming out to it. Everyone was running through the six with their woes when they first heard this record. So we're about to go back to that time right now. Ladies and gentlemen, this record right here is called Say Something. And when we get back, we have the Wankster of the Week. And boy, oh boy, it is a doozy of a Wankster. So keep it locked. We'll be right back after these messages. Yeah. What's going on, people? It's your boy, Femi Lassen, and man, me. It's your man, Bo Pinto, at Bo Pinto. Jay Hood from the Toronto Argos. You are now tuned in. Cool. Cool. Radio 91.9 FM. I had an amazing experience. I had an amazing time. The best radio show experiences I've had ever. Stay tuned for the hottest in news, hip hop, entertainment, and everything. Every Thursday at 8 p.m. Big shout out to DM Cool. Good vibes. Love you, man. You're famous. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. You're now tuned to the sounds of CFRE 91.9 FM and on the World Wide Web at CFREradio.com. It is your man, DM Cool, and welcome back to Cool Radio. Um, I still got my man, Mr. K, away in the building. Say what's up to the people. What's up, people? You what's already know. What's up, UTM? That's what's up. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time of the show that you have all been patiently waiting for. <clears throat> Who has been crowned the captain of Coonery? Who has entered the Hall of Shame this week? Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Wankster of the Week. So let's get to that real quick. This week's Wankster of the Week goes to none other than Meek Mill. Now, Meek has been doing his Wankster dizzle this entire summer, ever since you know he lost epically to Drake um, in the, the, the rap beef that just took the summer by storm. But on top of that... Um, Basically, what happened is Wale was in studio, and uh, he was talking about the beef himself, and he was basically giving an objective uh, standpoint. However, that wasn't to uh, his liking, and because of that, Meek Mill decided to rinse him out on the internet, and that's what he does best. He doesn't air out his issues on a record like most MCs would do. He just goes to Twitter or social media in general. Now, let me give you a bit of context as to how this happened. So, as I just mentioned, Wale was on uh, The Breakfast Club uh, doing an interview with them, and basically, he was detailing his point of view from what happened during that beef between Meek Mill and Drake. He gave us his take on it, and it's a very objective take, to say the least, and this is what Wale said about the entire beef. Uh, and I quote, I just feel like, and this is me speaking as someone who has been in the industry for a long time, I honestly feel like Meek brought a pencil to a gunfight. You can't compete with somebody who has those types of relationships. I'm telling everyone who thought Meek lost, or sorry, I'm telling everyone who thought Meek lost just off the strength of losing, it doesn't matter what he made. He could have made Ether 3.0. The opinions of the people would have been that from the kid from Toronto waxed him. Drake went to Apple and my man went to Funk Flex. And there's nothing wrong with Funk Flex, but we talking about Apple, bro. 
they heard Drake's joints all around world. So while they gave his take on it, and for the most part, you know, it was pretty objective, you know? Like, you can't just say, oh, well, you know, he just took a scratch, you know, he'll be all right. No, like, the man took a loss. His career isn't done. Like, he can still make hits, but for what it shows, he lost the battle to Meek. Meek, not being one for constructive criticism, as I will prove to you, uh, did not take too kindly to these words. And this is what Meek said uh, on a post on Instagram. And I quote, Niggas be doing all this to drop a new record gossiping about they hoe-ass feelings and they personal life because they miserable and nobody don't want to rock with them. Really stay away from me, fam. You not MMG no more. This why you can't get my number, you a hoe? And you dead cracked right now while they for nut. I wasn't even mad at you, fam. You got some real issues with yourself and you jealous. Broke rapper. This is my last time, I think, addressing shit on the internet. But if I don't talk about it, one of you dudes gonna get hurt speaking my name like it's sweet. Y'all niggas gonna stop mentioning my name like it ain't no consequences. I'm off this internet. I don't speak on MMG interviews unless it's good. You a clown. We don't want to hear you no more, fam. Go jump off a roof like you've been trying to do, chump. He not MMG. I'm making that call. He been trying to call me saying Rose owe us money. He don't owe me shit. And if he do, I'll get it later. Go that away. Okay. Now, Meek Mill, you seem like you're suffering from issues yourself. You seem like you're suffering from too many L's. But I also think you're suffering from some sort of like bipolar disorder or something like that. Because you go off on these long-winded rants on the internet as if people out there give a damn of what you're talking about. Maybe to a certain extent, but mostly as a talking point. But do they take you seriously? No. Because you are just overly emotional. You're emotional on the keyboard. You're emotional in your records. And you're just emotional in general. And this is coming from a rapper who's supposed to be all hard, thugged out. You know, I ain't give a damn about, about nothing. I'm out here making my money. But then when someone gives an objective critique about how you handled the whole situation with Drake, you're going to get mad at him. Keep in mind, this is not the first time you got at Wally. You got at Wally the first time because he didn't tweet your album, bro? This is why we're, we're out here getting mad for you. You're out here talking about I get money, but you're out here getting mad because dudes aren't tweeting your album release? Man, Drake was right. When Twitter fingers, when 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 trigger fingers turn to Twitter fingers, man, it's freaking hilarious. Meek Mill, you need to focus on making dope ass music. And this rumor that's going around that you're making a diss track to Drake, stop it. You should have done that when you struck. All right, you should have done that the moment you decided to say I'm going to instigate a rap beef. But no, you didn't. You were busy with your Twitter fingers trying to get at the man, even though you are supposed to be the more acclaimed battle rapper, even though Funk Flex was the one who said he, that he has a hot new diss track coming out Tuesday, 8 p.m., which never even came out. <laughs> and you are the one who bootlegged the Undertaker's theme music to make that craptacular diss track. The Undertaker will go 21-2 and two at WrestleMania because of your ill usage of his iconic theme music. Meek Mill, you need to take 1,015 seats. Now I think... The, the sweet bosom of Nicki Minaj is even going to heal you for this process. So you need to take some seats. Do you deserve the wankster? Of course you do. So with that being said, we're going to drop on you one more time just like this. 50 hit him one more time with the wankster. KOA, your thoughts on this? Some people just need to stay off the internet, man. Right? Like, the internet's not his friend. It's, this is... Some guys are just emotional, man. He's like very emotional. Some guys are just so emotional, and he, the the his career is really on its decline right now. And mm-hmm. I, I liked you, Meek. 
I liked you. I still like. I'm not gonna act like I don't like your music. I like your music. Music, but subconsciously now we all do it. Mm-hmm. If we hear a meat tracker, like ah, eh. <laughs> like and and that, I've been doing that. And that's the thing. Like that's the power of 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 influence yeah. in Drake's like. And he's been silent for so like I have I haven't heard anything from Meek like mm-hmm. usually I'm I'm, I'm up, up to date on you new rap song new people drop their singles mm-hmm. Fetty Wap talked about Fetty Wap earlier yeah. this guy drops a single every week you know yeah a new single of something he's just throwing content mm-hmm. Meek has been dirt silent mm-hmm. just just keep silent if you're like if you're not gonna talk back right away yeah. Don't just come out when you feel like saying something just to try and stay relevant. Exactly. I mean, you know, you have your girl, you have Nikki for the time being. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Well, still <laughs> on that last. For, she hasn't left you yet, but the clock is ticking. For the, for the time being, just, yo, and ride that, enjoy it. Yeah. And just, enjoy it for as long as you yeah, can. Yeah, man. Eh? Just, 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 <laughs> just stay off the computer, man, right. and, and just go back to the drawing board and just make a Dream Chasers 30 or something. I like, exactly. I, I like, like, just go back on your girl's tour, man. man <laughs> just, yeah, I, some, she needs you to open up more. <laughs> this, this, was, this was his opportunity to, to try and get to get try and get relevant again by yeah. by trying to deflect the whole Drake situation. To get relevant yeah. in the right kind exactly. of way. Exactly. Be like, all right, let me just ignore the fact that Drake bodied me. Let me go diss Wale. Let me go make fun of the Wale. Like, yo, Wale is not your problem. Go talk to Drake. Yeah, Drake, <laughs> like, Drake is the one that made you go yeah. back to back in like, losses. But not him. You know what it is? It's like it's like a bully. You know, bullies will take take advantage of people they feel like they're capable of handling. But he's not even yeah. a bully though. That's a joke. Yeah, no, he's not even a bully. <laughs> He's just, this man got bodied by Cassidy. He got uh, bodied by Kendrick, man. and now he's getting bodied by a singing dude. <laughs> I'm sorry, Meek. Oh, I'm man. trying to help you out, but I can't. Dudes are out <laughs> here meeking these days, man. I tell you, meeking. Oh, <laughs> <man. laughs> oh man. But anyways, a dude who's not meeking is most certainly you. So, uh, what do you have coming up in the upcoming future, man? Uh, like I previously said earlier, briefly, um, I have a new partner. Um, I'm gonna drop my women's line hopefully the beginning of 2016, mm-hmm. which would be really big for me. Um, I've been girls make, make women stuff, make women stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got you guys. I got you. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, it's a process, but they you sound know, thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, honestly, the the women supporters for KOA um, yeah. have been amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, keep sending the pictures in. I know some girls go to UTM who have my stuff, which is great, which is sick. Um, but I'm actually gonna have women's stuff for you guys. I know you guys been rocking the men's unisex stuff and trying mm. to turn it into your own sexy way. I appreciate that. Yeah, and I like that too. Yeah. That's one thing I noticed about your brand is it's very unisex. So you I, can I appreciate. I that. love that. I love yeah, that. So, this, like this shit right here. Yeah. Man, this shit is so fly, man. Like you, you saw it on you saw it on Aaron in the, in the shoot. Oh right? yeah, yeah, I seen yeah. that. I seen that. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, my stuff is unisex, but my movement going forward is to actually make some stuff tailored to you, ladies. So I, I got you guys. Don't worry. Don't worry. Um, As he says in his LL Cool J, <laughs> stop this, man, you dirtbag. Also, um, at the end of the month, um, if you guys have Instagram, follow KOA SYSB. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a hat that's on there, um, the KSOM hat, which is K-S-O-M. Mm-hmm. Um, that hat represents Keep Sleeping on Me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that hat drops at the end of this month, actually towards Halloween. It should be arriving. Um, it's an army green olive hat um, at the back. It says Keep Sleeping on Me. Um, there's a think a leather strap. Mm-hmm. Uh, five, is a strap from what I saw. Yeah, leather leather strap, five panel hat, um, mm-hmm. suede under brim, mm-hmm. um, and it says King of Arts on the front. It's gonna be mm-hmm. really dope. Uh, there's about thirty gonna be made, and then I'll release another color um, in the new year. Mm-hmm. So keep sleeping on me is um, I guess the, the theme of that hat. There's gonna be mm-hmm. three of them, so it's one of three, three different colors coming out. 
uh, what that's about is not just about me. It's about any of you guys. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever you're in, whatever profession, whatever talent you have, mm-hmm. everyone's going to be sleeping on you guys. No matter what, everyone's going to doubt that you can't do something. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to say, oh, you know, you're incapable or you'll never be able to tame that. Let them. That's mm-hmm. part of that's part of the process. I love that part. Exactly. I love the part that everyone thinks you can't do something. Everyone thinks like, oh, you know, he's not going to get this or she's not going to get this. And then when you get it, then what? Silence, right? Silence. <laughs> Crickets. And then, then, and then what happens? Then it's just the next thing. They're like, okay, well, they got here, but they're not going to do it next. It's just, it, yeah, that's it, how it goes, man. So, so keep sleeping on me. Um, I'm going to have some shirts drop as well uh, to go with that as well. Um, so you guys can look out for those. Um, but that's it, man. Just my last words to you guys. Just keep pushing. I mean, you got to do, man. Like, don't be worried about anything external. People who ride with you, keep those people close. People who don't, mm-hmm. don't even sweat them. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's it, man. That's how I... Mm-hmm. That's how I live my life. Exactly. I think J. Cole said it best. Ironically, you've been sleeping on the person that you've been dreaming about. So crazy. Make sure you take that in strides, man. Crazy. Uh KOA, thank you so much for coming through. No, man, appreciate As it. always, you're welcome to come through anytime. I will be back. Talk ball, <laughs> music, women, all if that. If you guys want stuff. me back, hit me up on Twitter. I don't really use go. that much. I don't use that much, but uh-huh. just tweet me and be like, we want KOA talk back. There my Twitter go. handle is KOA Talk. So if you want me to come back anytime, I'll come and bless the UTM radio for you guys. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, next week, on next week's show, we have one of the godfathers of Canadian basketball, as I call him. Uh, He is the uh, brainchild behind On Point Basketball. My man, Drew Ebanks, will be coming through. We'll be having uh, somewhat of an NBA preview, so to speak. So we'll definitely get into uh, all that fun stuff with him. Uh, Make sure you follow the show at Cool Underscore Radio on Twitter, on SoundCloud and also on uh, YouTube. I lose track sometimes. And uh, you can like us on Facebook at Cool Radio. There's no underscore in that one. And then you can follow me personally at DM underscore Cool. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, once again, uh, Cool Radio is a division of Cool Click Media and Entertainment, reminding you each and every day that we are creating our own legacies. Keep it gravy and wavy. We are out of here. Peace.